he, you know, I coached for over 25 years and done the weight training for the folks in there. But, and I have kind of a little gym downstairs in my basement. And so I thought I would just move the weight up a little bit more. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I'm, you know. And so in moving the weight up, and I tried to do a lift that I know better. And the lift that I know better, took my hand and took it back. And my hand had been swollen for three or four days, but I'm a tough guy, I can do it. But the fourth day, I couldn't do it. I said, Gwen, this ain't right. So what happened to y'all's pastor and all his wisdom? You know, coaches coach. They don't do what they're supposed to be doing, all right? right. All right. <laughs> what happened is I injured a ligament, tore a ligament, okay, which was next to the vein that they killed me chemo in. Yeah. And so they, when I went in, they first of all said, they check your shoulder, because usually when something happens here, it's, it's up here, not here. And they gave me every test, every test was good, and blah, blah, and, uh, and Gwen is there smiling, because she had kind of told me, she had been giving me almost the medication was there. So sometimes we are better teachers than we are students. Mom. I gotta commit, man, so I'm doing fine. But now here's the good part all of y'all should do. I always pray before I go to the hospital that I get the best. The nurse apologized for the weight that I had, and she said, because it was a little weight, but I had them to come back and re-clean your room because you're on chemo. I had the best doctors. They were looking, they checked everything out for all this stuff. And Y'all's pastor is in great shape, good physical shape, but he could probably work on his mental a little bit. <laughs> but we all have our, we, we, we're gonna put you on the back, we're over back there. Uh, we, but we all have our issues, but I'm doing great. Right? Yeah. We all know that I'm not one that likes holidays and never have, because holidays are tough that people go through a lot of stuff. And I'm like a news person, and sometimes things just hit my heart. And uh, I was keeping up with the young man that was hit by the drunken driver, and they finally passed away. And even though I didn't know that person, you know, you pray for these people's families, because right. that, that's tough stuff there, that's right. especially during these times. And so it's, it's a lot of things that we go through now, uh, the Bible tells us that we're not ignorant of certain type things, right. okay? And what, what I'm trying to do when we do these 16 deadly deeds is to prepare you for two reasons, for yourself and for somebody else. You see, we're not in this alone, okay? We're all God's children, and there's some people, we don't even need to know them, but we can pray for them. And then there's right. some people we know, and so, I'm gonna do this one here is despair. You see, one of the worst things you can be is a victim of ignorance. That's right. I'm gonna say it again. One of the worst things you can be is a victim of ignorance, all right? And so what I try to get you all to do is to get a greater understanding of different, the Bible says try the spirits by the spirit. And so sometimes you need to know what spirit you're entertaining. 
Okay? Does that make sense? And once you know what spirit you're entertaining, then you're able to deal with what you have to deal with. There are some things you have to block out. All right? You have to block those things out because they will uh, get more aggressive and throw you into other stuff. That's right. That's right. You understand? And so when we talk about despair, I mean, that's a pretty, I think that's what we're doing. Yeah, despair. Despair is a tough one. It can lead you into other situations and circumstance. You all, there's no time in the history of mankind in America, I'm talking about in our time, that we have so much mental illness going on and uh, all these things and we have suicides and all this stuff that's going on right here. Well, there's something behind all of that. And a lot of that is we're afraid to talk about the issues and the situations and the circumstances that throw us into something emotional, okay? And people do a lot of things because of their ignorance, but we know that we're not led by our flesh, right? That's right. And it doesn't matter how you attacked it. Just like I was not afraid to tell you all that if people talk about Coach Fields, they'll talk about how good a Coach Fields is. And Coach Fields get injured doing something he would get on one, one of his athletes for doing. That's called ignorant. I'm calling myself that. How are you going to hurt you? Because yeah, when you hurt your own self, you're really ignorant. That's right. I'm talking about accident rights, right? <laughs> Somebody else hurt you, they just don't know no better, right? And so I know better than that. I know better. Don't y'all look at each other. I'm talking about you. You, look, you right. want to find ignorance, look in the mirror, look in the mirror when you get home. All right? And see where things you've done to do with you. Because some of y'all laughing, because if you look in the mirror, you'll find out might be some things you need to take off. Come on. You go to the doctor, there's some things. There's things that we're responsible for. And that we're God God didn't have nothing to do with me doing something that I know better. God ain't responsible for some of the things that you are doing That's right. to yourself. Now, I'm talking about stuff. And so here we go is when we talk about despair, it's going to happen. Sooner or later, you're going to deal with that thing. But you, once you know what you're dealing with, then you can get, you go to the doctor. Once they figure out what's wrong with you, they give you the medication to deal with that. That's right. Well, some people don't pray because they're praying for the wrong thing because they don't know what's really wrong with them. It's just like I didn't know when I went in there the first I never knew this. They started, they said, oh, we're going to start with your shoulder. I said, what? But my hand hurts. And the doctor says, yes, but most of the times when something happens here, it's up here. I'm like, wow. All right, you understand where I'm coming from? So they know where to start. Listen to me, everybody in here. You need to know yourself well enough that you know where that thing's starting at. That's right. Because where it's, if you don't figure out where it starts at, that thing will keep growing, and you'll be in a situation or circumstance that will take you somewhere you didn't think you would ever be. Are you with me? And so, when, and I'm going to skip around. I'm going to do something else first. The one, of, one of my favorite Proverbs is uh, four, Proverbs 4 and 23. Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. You've got to guard your heart. The Bible's telling us that we need to guard your heart. All of y'all know that because you thought you allowed people to break your heart that you put in there. Come on. Right? Have you ever had somebody, because y'all ain't giving me what I want, so have you ever had somebody that you really loved and you gave yourself excuses and allowed them to treat you in a way that you'd have never been treated because you didn't guard your heart and you thought you were in love with that person? Anybody know what I'm talking about? Right, and so then you got upset at the person, right, that broke your heart, and that wasn't the person that started it. The person you ought to be upset about is yourself because right. you're the one put them there. Teach. 
right? Now, see, now I'll be nice, because you're talking back to me, all right? So here's what we're doing. There's too and I've always been this kind of a pastor, okay? There's too much responsibility that people are talking about God this, God that. No, that's on you. Because the Bible says we're not ignorant of his vices. If you come to church and, and you're under good teaching, then you know Satan, what Satan is doing to you. Know thyself. Be, you know, you got to know yourself. And every one of us in here knows our strength, or should know our strength, and we should know our weaknesses. You see, you don't see, uh, when you watch, I love Mah uh, Coach, Coach Mahomes, Mahomes, uh, good player, kind of a good quarterback, isn't he? And you know, when you all were complaining and about the referees and who did this, he don't do that. Right, because there was past interference, that was crazy. But uh, referees, but what he said, if he would have thrown the ball where it should have been, right. he would have, it never would have happened in the first place. Right. He put it on him. He put it on himself. He said, and he's right. If, he, if he'd have thrown the ball in another position, then that never would have happened in the first place. Right. He didn't make excuses about referees, right? He says, no, because what the referee done is over. I got to play next week. Right. right? And so we need, I want us at Christ Temple North to be wise people. We're not going to live in ignorance. We're going to know there's God has a responsibility because he buys promises, right? But we have a responsibility because we promised him. That's right. All right. So we need to have the spirit of discerning to know what is his, what's ours. Does that make sense? Amen. And so the Bible comes right out and says, above all else, guard your heart for everything flows from it. So we're going to guard our heart. That's our responsibility to guard our hearts and be careful what we let know goes in our hearts. And every one of you have been heartbroken. There are things that our children do. Do we say our child broke? Oh, my baby broke my heart, really. He's 30. He's, he's 20. No, no. He done wrong. It had nothing to do with me. He was raised right. You see, he might have broke the laws of God, but he ain't broke my heart because if you raised that kid right, how's he breaking your heart, right? Do you understand? Because we take responsibility with too much stuff. Too much stuff. And so, and then what happens is if you're not careful and you put too much on yourself, then you're gonna walk in despair. That's right. You see? Do you understand what I'm saying? Some things are on God, He promised me. Some are on me. That's right. Because I promised Him. That's right. All right? So here we go. We're gonna talk about this, and I want you to get it because this is a time of the year when a lot of people, everybody in here, you're responsible, you're going through something, and you say, well, Pastor, everything's good in my life, but is it in the people that you're responsible around you? Mm. And you know who those people are? The ones that God sends to you. Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. All right, so here we go. The Bible talks about life in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9. Says that we are hard pressed on every side. And there are people going through that. Some of you may be in here. Right now, you may be going through some hard times. Hard pressed on every side. That's mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Okay? Amen? Amen. Let's do it this way. If it ain't you, you know somebody that it is. That's right. That's right. Right? I mean, we are hard pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. You see? You know what that means? That there's going to be some times when you're going to be hard pressed. Where is it in the Bible that says everything's going to be all right all the time and you're not going to go through anything? It ain't in here. Right. So the Bible's telling me there's going to be some times when I'm going to be hard-pressed. Okay? It says we're going to be perplexed but not 
in despair. We're going to be perplexed, but not in despair. What is the perplexed? We well, have. well, despair. Perplexed is filled with uncertainty. And is that life? Let me tell you what you don't know. What's going to happen to you two hours from now? You never know. That's right. Yeah, but if you're not careful, you'll get too caught up in worrying about it. Listen, I have insurance, okay? Not that I'm worried about getting in a wreck or worried about this or worried about that. I'm prepared for it. There's a difference. The Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. It didn't tell you not to be prepared for tomorrow. That's right. They're two different things, right? So if you, if you got insurance in your car, let's use that for a parable. If you got insurance in your car, you're not worried about getting in a wreck and having to go to jail because you don't have insurance. That's right. You got it so that you don't worry about it. That's right. If you don't have it, then you're going to be trying to drive like, you understand? Okay, you with me? Amen. I'm trying to make it plain for you, okay? Perplexed also means faced with difficulty or uncertainty about what to say. Yes, and you got to be real careful with that. What to you, think. You got to be careful what you say. One thing about it is what you say, it'll come back at you. You see, ask me, say, Pastor, give me a, a, a scripture that helps us, me to understand what you mean. Just say it. Honor thy mother and thy father that thy days may be long on the face of this earth. That's right. He's promising you that. I didn't write that. He's, he's promising you that. So you can say things about your mother and your father in the Lord. He's talking about in the Lord. Because some of y'all got some good parents that are in the Lord, that are truly in the Lord. You got to be careful with that. Right. Because they, them is going to get you. It's him going to get you. Isn't it something? We love all his promises when they good promise it, but when they now when it comes, gets it like that, now everybody like, yeah, right. All right. It also means uncertainty about what to say, think, or do. So sometimes it's telling us this. Sometimes, have you ever been in a situation where it's like, I, I, right now I just don't know what to say, I don't know what to think, I don't know what to do. That's life. Because we ain't got the answers to everything, right? And so you know, what we have to do, we have to slow down, watch out, look, watch, cause don't, don't, don't say something you're going to hurt you. Don't say something you're going to regret. Don't do something you're going to regret. What goes around comes around. It's a boomerang thing. Jesus says bread is cast upon a sea, shall return in a minute a day. That's good or bad. That's right. You see? Amen. Sometimes it's best just to go and shut the door. Shut the door, shut your mouth. You see? Nothing wrong with that. That's right. Every one of us in here, everybody in here, has said something. If they thought about it, they wish they hadn't said. That's right. You see, and yeah, we have. That's right. And, and and every one of us in here has responded to something we shouldn't have responded to. That's right. Right. You see, you understand? Have you ever got somebody say something to you? Let me tell you something. When people say something to you, they're getting wanting you to respond to what they're saying. That's right. And then you wind up defending yourself, right? Why? What are you doing? If you know who you are and whose you are, why are you trying to, because of what she said or he said? You see, you know, I'm spoiled. You see, I like tension. Good or bad, he's talking about me, I'm good. I'm good. You see, I'm good. You know, there's a, there's a quarterback called Aaron Rodgers that played, used to play for Green Bay. And Green Bay, great team. Uh, used, to play for, used to play for Green Bay. And he said, 
when they booed him, it inspired him. Because nobody's going to boo you that's not intimidated by you. When folks get to talking about you, you ought to be smiling because you they on you on their mind. They ain't on yours. When somebody tries to pull you down, that means you're higher than they are. That's right. You see? So, so, so good or bad? I'm good. I'm good. You see what I'm talking about? You need to teach your children this. And they wouldn't have all of this abuse and all this stuff going on. That person is making fun of you? Really? And you call yourself a Christian? Come on. Oh, come on. That's right. See, sometimes I th say things that people think, Brother Roderick, I'm joking, but I'm not joking. I'm a together brother. No, I say it to myself. I really believe that. I don't care if nobody else believes it. The only person who needs to believe it is who? That's right. What do you think of yourself? What do you think of yourself? No, I'm asking you, what do you think of yourself? You can't be sitting up in church talking about, I'm a child of God and be all confused, raggedy, broke down. That's right. No, you're a child of God, you're a child of the, host, of the Most High King, then that means you come out of the raw family of God. Amen. Why would you care about what somebody says about you and drive you in to being in to despair? Come on. You want to do despair now? We can yeah. do despair because I like, I'm on a roll right here. Despair means to lose hope or confidence. So why would you allow somebody to say something to you and you get the spirit of despair in you and cause you to lose hope and confidence in what God said it, you, you, you were? Or to lose heart? Why would you do that? Are y'all with me? Come on. We need more Christians that are standing up, walking upright, so a dying world can see that Christ still lives because he lives within me. That'll be you. He lives within me. You see what I'm saying? But if you get let despair get in there, you start losing hope and confidence, okay? It, it, it's like you can get in a job, and it happens all the time. A person is really qualified to do the job, but they listened to some people who told them they couldn't. They got in there. They lost confidence, confidence in themselves. They lost heart and failed. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? The best of the best never got to where they should be because they didn't allow the confidence that God gave them to take over. They allowed what somebody else said about them to take over. That's right. Are y'all with me, Christians? Yeah. All right. Despair can cause trouble, Pastor. It can cause, it, despair can cause concern, trouble, and trouble is concern, worry, and anxiety. That's what it says here. We got it written down. The number one thing going on in this country now is heart problems, and I, I thought it was cancer. Everybody know somebody's got cancer, but if you look it up, heart problems are the number one thing in this country. And a lot of it is going because people are dealing with anxiety. And a lot of anxiety comes from living, what? With the spirit of despair. That's right. Why would you be so concerned about somebody worrying, concerned and worry about somebody, then you get anxiety. Let me tell you, I don't care if it's your children, spouse, or whoever it is, They'll grieve over you a minute. They're going about their business. That's right. Do you understand what I'm saying? I want you to get this lesson, folks, so that you can live the life that God would have you to live. Despair will cause a, cause a lot of trouble. Trouble, concern, and worry, and anxiety. There's some probably, probably sitting in here right now all stressed out over somebody else's life. Teach. You know what I'm saying? I can't believe, I'm serious, my brothers and sisters, they stressed out over somebody else's life. Are you kidding me? 
you know, do y'all know that Trump don't care nothing about you? That's right. Hold it. Neither is Biden. That's right. You worried about, I wonder who's going to be the next president. I wonder who's going to be the next, you know, there's one thing I ain't got to worry about. Ask me what? Who my God is. That's right. He's saying today, you're tomorrow. That, no matter who they put up there, I'm good. You see, no matter who they put up there, I'm good. I have never met a president. Nuns came to my house. Nuns came to the hospital. You understand what I'm saying? But the presence of God has came with me and everything. So I'm not concerned about them, right? You see? Are y'all with me? So even though we're going through all of these things, man, the world is in good shape. Maybe your world, I mean, the world is going crazy. It's bad. Not mine. Amen. My world is good. That's right. You see, you, we laugh and we joke. Look at most of you all in here. What are you worried about? That's right. You see, you're worried. there's nothing to be worried about. If you're a child of God, he just told us. He's got us. Didn't tell us we wouldn't go through anything, but he said we'd go, th- excuse me, we would fail, we'll go through things. Oh, you all understand where I'm at. And this is what the world needs to see. They need to see us. They need to see how we respond and react to situations and circumstances. And so that our kids grow up in the second and third generation. All these kids will grow up and they'll be healthy. And we don't have to worry about our kids going through some of the, all these, I've never understood it. What's this new pill that's killing these kids? And why don't we train our kids not to take dope? That's right. Oh, they got quiet. That's right. Yeah, you, it's true. Don't take nothing. You see? So you understand what I'm saying? I hope none of y'all's children do. Have you sat down and talked to them about it? Well, don't let them, when you look at them and they walk in, and all of y'all should do this with children, what spirit are they dealing with? Maybe they're dealing with despair. You came here, you learned that, you know God's talking to somebody in here, I wouldn't be doing the message. That's right. You see? Or what, what spirit is controlling my child? You see, what emotion is my child up under? You see, if my, you look at your child, you know your child, they come in and something's wrong, instead of fussing and going through all that, the Bible is teaching us these 16 things. Once we write them all down, then we can figure out which one of these is, and then we can minister to that spirit. That's right. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Okay. I, I looked up. I don't know on that. It's okay. We're going to deal with distress. All right, distress. Okay. Which is a feeling or showing extreme unhappiness or pain. And this is something that always bothers me, and I'm going to use kids again. How can it be that somebody's not paying attention? If somebody's acting different, something's different going on in their life. There'll be people married to each other and somebody's shocked that she's gone. I'm talking about divorce, right? right. It happens. Come on, let's don't get tripping out here. You see, you ain't paid attention to what's going on, male or female. You know what I'm talking about? How can you be living with somebody and not know what's going on? Because we're not paying attention. That's right. and, and what was that word you just used? Distress. You didn't know that person's under distress? You see, and well, I wonder what's wrong. Well, maybe the person's under distress because of you. Teach. That's right. Does that make sense? But we need to pay attention to what's going on. I'll say this about us. I pay close attention to what Gwen's doing. That's right. Because sometimes she gets up and you know, I say, you know, and, and I got to wait. Gwen's an hour person to wake up. I'm this kind of guy. I'm, I'm ready to go. But Gwen wakes up, so I'm, I have to watch look what she's doing, see what she's doing, how she's doing, and then we work from there. You ought to do that with your families. That's right. Now, I'm going to say this. 
the psychologist shouldn't know any more about you than your spouse. I think you'd ever get quiet. Let me. That's right. Should I do it again? The, again. the psychologist shouldn't know any more about you than your spouse. That's right. You see, because say if the psychologist knows more about you than your spouse, then something's wrong with you. And say, what's wrong with me, Pastor? You don't have the spirit of discerning. That's right. You got the Holy Ghost. Yes, sir. So the the psychologist is smarter than the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost will tell you to take her there and get help, and direct you what kind of help to get. That's right. Well, he should be, all of y'all should do that. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? It was amazing when I went yesterday, everything they told me to do, Gwen had already told me to do. John, oh yeah, I listen. you have to listen to her because she's worried. Yeah. John, you need to do heat, you need to do ice, you need to take this, you need to take that. There's only one thing they said, well, we sent you, and they do that because I'm in there give you an antibiotic or something. No, but you're good. This and that and this. And she even, they even want you to wear this thing. Guess what? She had one, had me doing all this. I, talk, I call her Dr. Quinn. Dr. Quinn, MD. Right? You know, see, because I say things, and you all don't understand it. One thing about us, don't be laughing. Y'all want to get to where we at. Some of you may make three years, less than 53. But anyway, uh, that's my right hand. So, so I was very... Uh, nice the other day, just tell a little story. I was in uh, Home Depot and I was buying some, they had them tools, you know, they're having there. And so and I'm buying tools for, you know, when you're buying tools, they think they're buying them for you. Right. <laughs> yeah, when they buy, I told y'all, medical, mechanical, right? So I'm buying them for her. Cause they on sale and I got all these, these tools and hey, I got you some tools. Now I want you to get educated. And they think, well, well we've got you some tools. And no, I got my wife some tools. I said, oh, you're lucky. And I said, she's lucky. What do you mean? She doesn't have an insecure man. That's right. That's right. She does it better than me. That's right. Are you with me? That's right. I thought I'd tell that story. Go That's ahead. good stuff. All right. <laughs> Again, despair can lead to trouble. Can lead to distress. It can lead to what? Distress. No, he said trouble and distress. Trouble and distress affect your body. That's right. A lot of people, let me listen to me very careful here. They don't have a physical problem, they have an emotional problem. You have an emotional problem, it'll take over on your body, and next thing you know, you got some issues going on. That's right. You understand what I'm saying? That's, right. That's what we do over here. We're trying to be whole women and men over here. You better get this. Because this, a lot of sickness is because we're not spiritually where we're supposed to be. We're anxiety, we got stress. Over, you know, people get stressed out over the people on their jobs. Why? Exactly. I'm working hard. Please, do you know that if you get sick, they replace you? That's right. And if you work a long time, they give you a watch and a little check and send you on your way. That's right. Okay. That's right. And then church, it goes, we talked about being perplexed. Which yes. can lead to depression. Dep now that is deep. Mm -hmm. It can lead to what? Depression. That spirit, if you're not careful, we did. I'm going to say that. Some are looking, some are not here today. There are some people in this congregation, they don't know. They're, I'm watching them, I'm looking at their face, and I've seen them. And that's where you're going. You're going, you're depressed. 
I'm telling you the truth. Now I'm prophesizing. You're going to watch yourself because you're going to put yourself, you're depressed. And you need to get, get that fixed because it's going to lead you into some health problems. All right? Say amen. amen. All right? Depression, pastor, are low spirits. And it will take, and you can see it, when you get in depression, you get a low spirit. And when you get into that low spirit, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. You see? And we've heard people in here testify about being in that situation, circumstance. There's one thing I love about Brother Elliot. He said it in front of the whole church. He didn't care where he was at. And once he figured that out and got that thing together, look where he's at now. Because right. if you don't Amen. fix it, it'll fix you. That's right. All right. Depression is also gloominess. I've been there. Sadness. Sadness, sadness. It, sadness, brokenhearted. Miserable. <laughs> grieved. Lonely. You see? And if we look at them and everything that you, what he's shown you, talked about there, your pastor's told you about that. Sadness. How you feel? I'm just sad. Why? Because my, when they say that, oh, it ain't you? Come on. You sad because of somebody else's issue? Come on. No, 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 no. Broken hardness? Guess what your pastor just told you when somebody told him in Proverbs 4.23? Guard your heart. That's right. Can't nobody break your heart unless you lay it out there. You lay it out there, they'll break it. You see? I look at this sometimes, and you can raise a child, and a child can do being come from a good home and not turn out good. Jesus told you that when he done the prodigal son in the parable. That's right. They'll find themselves. I'm broke. My son broke. You here's a couple. You know the husband wife together, and they just said, "Our son broke our heart because he." Well, you mean y'all done got broken hearts? And now you can't love each other totally like you're supposed to love each other because your heart's been broken because of what somebody else done. Mm. Wow. Amen. Yeah. Your broken-hearted person got you sitting in the emergency room because you're about to have a heart attack mm. over somebody else's stuff. The Bible done told you to guard it. That's right. You see what I'm saying? That's right. Thank you. I've had my heart broken here because there are people that's got messages in here and they got the message and I listen at their life. And I want to say, you know better. That's not really what I want to say, but I'll do it here. You know better. You done been taught to do better. You know better. You're supposed to guard your heart. If you guard your heart, the Holy Spirit will guard your heart. He'll tell you what to let in and what to keep out. That's right. He'll tell you what's on you and what's on somebody else. That's right. Anyway, all right. Where do you want to go next? Let's just go with the, uh, the scripture. So turn to Matthew chapter 26. Right. Where it talks about where Jesus dealt with despair. Right. And, and, I, and I repeated this, and you've all heard me this, but I want you to understand. Look at me. Everybody look at me. There is Jesus was 100% divine, 100% human. There was a divine part of him. There was a human part of him. And the Bible tells us that, okay? Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the only begotten son of God, when he was robed in the flesh, that's like us in the flesh, he was like us. He dealt with the same situations and the circumstances that we deal with. No, there, let me tell you, 
there are some things that you don't want to deal with in life, but you're going to deal with it. You see, there's some people in here tell you there's some things that hit them and knocked them to their core, but you got to deal with it because it ain't going to change. That's right. All right. There's a cup sometimes that you're going to have to drink, a bitter cup. You're going to have to drink that bitter cup, even though you don't want to have to drink with that bitter cup. You don't get through, like I tell you all, you don't get through life. I don't care who you are, and you don't go through something. The people that get through, that come out on the other end, okay, okay, are the ones that understand the principles of life. Because y'all been taught in here, there's just some things ain't got to do with the devil, ain't got to do with God, it's just called life. Right? Life don't pass you up. It's because you you come to Christ different church, right? So, and it didn't pass Jesus up. Jesus still had to deal with emotions even though he was God because he was in the flesh. Let's see what the flesh does. And you've heard this many, many times. All right? It said, then cometh Jesus unto the place called Gethsemane. And I've done this many times. There, every human being is going to go to Gethsemane. That's right. Every person, there's going to be a time in your life where you're going to go through Gethsemane. I call it the place, that there's, that's a place where you're going to have to make a decision. Y'all right. with me? Yeah. You see, ask some of these folks in here, ask some of these cancer survivors up in here, they'll tell you, yeah, you're going to go, you go through there, you're going to, and it ain't easy, but you have to do what you got to do, whether it be diabetes, what sicknesses, death, and all this stuff. You're going to go through Gethsemane sooner or later in your life. You don't get through life and never have to go through there, where you're going to have to make a choice. And Jesus went there in the human side. That's right. And what happened? Well, he didn't go alone. He said, he saith unto the disciples, sit ye here while I go and pray yonder. And Pastor Fields has always told y'all, do not what? Go alone. Don't get by yourself. That's right. And even though it get by yourself, people can only go so far with you. Right. Do you understand? That where I go now is easy to go to. Where I go now, they won't even let you have a visitor to go with you to get chemo now. They used to let somebody go sit beside you. Well, now they don't do that. You go yourself. You, you, you go in there and you go, you, yeah, you go by yourself. Mm-hmm. But Gwen always goes to the point, all of the point until they take me there. So she can only go so far with me. Are y'all with me? Yeah. yeah. Much as you love somebody, you can only go so far with them. Because when they get into the garden, they got to make that decision themselves. All right. It says, and he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be sorrowful. Wait a minute. This is Jesus? He began to be sorrowful? Wait, so we're tell, you're telling me that Jesus Christ of Nazareth went in so far and he began to be sorrowful. Yeah, I'm telling you that because it's in here. You think you're going to go through life? <laughs> Sister Ellie, Sister Ellie was making me laugh because she just done this. <laughs> Ain't happening. You're going to go through some sorrowful time. That's just life. That's right. You see? Ask the woman who wanted to have a child who had miscarriage and couldn't have a kid anymore. Ask the person who had to take the machine off somebody. It's happening now. That's what those people had to do, that nine-year-old. That's right. You don't know what you're going to have to go through in life. That's right. 
but you can be prepared to deal with the hard parts. And so Jesus had to go there and he was sorrowful. And I'm glad because there's some things in my life that I've been sorrowful. And I didn't, people said, well, you ought to be, no, I don't ought to be nothing. I, right now I'm a little sorrowful. Where are you going? I'm going to the garden to get sent to me. That's right. Pull myself together. Here we go. The Passion says intense sorrow. Intense and sorrow. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Say amen if you've been through intense sorrow. All right. The voice says deeply distressed. Deeply distressed. You know what? Somebody in here knows what I'm talking about. You see? And someone listening to this message, you can be prepared because you're getting a lesson. You can put this lesson in your head, and when it comes up, you're ready to deal with it. That's right. Okay? Then saith he unto them, my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. And he's saying, let me tell you something. Some things are mind deep, but when it gets down in your soul, so my soul is exceedingly sorrowful. And I'm glad that's in there mm -hmm. because I won't be ashamed when I get to that point in my life. You understand where I'm coming from? All right. From the voice that says, my soul is overwhelmed with grief. And gee, this is the master. He's getting ready to go through something he don't want to go through. And he says, I'm overwhelmed with grief. It happens. And it's happening in this church. I mean, there's some people who went, they'll tell you. They'll tell you. They'll say, you know what pastor says? If you ain't went through nothing, keep living. That's right. And they'll probably tell you. You probably want to listen to him so that you can be prepared to go through this. I went through this. But Jesus prepared us all through the word. I'm not ashamed when my soul gets sorrowful because of this scripture right here. That's right. Okay? It says overwhelmed with grief even unto death. Now that's deep there. All right? The passion says my heart is overwhelmed and crushed with grief. And there are people going through this and we wondering why. No, don't be like Job's friends running off at the mouth. Sit there and just love them. Go as far as you can go with them. And let them go the rest of the way they have to go there. Just go as far as you can go. You know, it bothers me when somebody goes through something and the first thing people say, it just drives me crazy. I know how you feel. No, you don't want to know how I feel. That's right. You see? Yeah. I remember, and she's probably watching me now, when somebody came up to Brenda Allen, that's Bill Allen, my best friend, passed away and said, he's in a better place. Mm. And she told them, no, a better place would be him to be here with me. That's right. That's right. Get where I'm coming from? Some sometimes, no, go to sleep. Some folks better off sleep than talking. You take a nap. Just let me know you're there, but just don't talk. That's right. Okay, keep going. Jesus says, it feels as though I'm dying. Whew. That's some grief. That's some grief, people. That's hurting. That's pain. Jesus went through. Some of you are smiling. You're going to get there. You know, you're going to get there. You need to be listening to pastor. It's time to build your strength up so you can guard your heart and get through what you got to get through. All right? Then he told his friends, tarry ye here and watch with me. Yeah. And he went a little farther and fell on his face and prayed. 
saying, O oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. This is the master who loved his father, knew his father, but he knew what he was getting ready to go through, and he asked his father, Father, if there's another way, let this cup pass from me. You see? All right. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. And that is a tough one to do. Not my will, but thy will be done. And then you would think he's good. He's good now he said it, all right? Here we go. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep. And saith unto Peter, what? Could you not watch with me one hour? And I would say, and he said unto the mouth, because Peter's always running off at the mouth. Remember, he's the one who's going to be with him no matter what happens. I'm going to be with you. He fell asleep. And God called him out. He didn't use it. He called him out. Couldn't you not watch one hour? And then he gives us all something. He tells him again, watch and pray that ye enter not into temptation. And we need to do that, people. Watch and pray that you don't enter into temptation. The spirit is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Is weak. The flesh is weak. Said, there have been, there's been times, let me tell you, that my spirit was good, but my body was hurting. I'm telling you. You see, you can't have tumors in your spine That's right. and have bone cancer and feel good about it. That's right. My spirit was good, but my flesh brought me to tears and pain. It happens. This thing here is weak. Okay? So as he went away again and the second time and prayed, saying, Oh, my father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Second time. Because sometimes you just want to make sure. And you go back again. So he's good now. But here we go. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. Here they are. But they were stressed out too. And he came again. They were asleep. All right? And in verse 44, it says, He left them, went away again, and prayed the third time, saying the same words. So look at me. Everybody look at me. You ain't weak because you have to do it two or three times. That's right. You've got to prepare yourself to get ready to deal with drinking a cup that you don't want to drink out of. You got to get ready to deal with something you don't deal with. Deal with. Mm -hmm. You got to get ready if you got to go through major surgery. It takes a while to get ready to deal with a heart transplant or whatever you got to deal with. We need to quit. It's going to be all right. No, you need to chill. That's right. You see, let let give me some time to prepare myself. You see, it takes time sometimes, and some and don't question yourself. Sometimes the first time you're not prepared for it. You got to go back. The second time you're not prepared for it, and you got to go back until you get yourself into the point that you can deal with the situation and the circumstance that you got to deal with. The cup's not going anywhere, and the substance in the cup's not going to be emptied out. You're going to have to drink it. And so sometimes you want to say this. Now, you, now chill, don't y'all see? When I'm in the hospital, I, there's people are not allowed to come see me. See, but my family. They come and see me. I said, no, 
I don't, I don't need that because when I'm there, because see, I'm there, I'm preparing myself to get through what I need to get through. That's right. You see, and the last time I had, to, I had, to, I forgot I was a pastor. This is about twenty some years ago. Folks, I got a flip phone. Still have a flip phone. Was trying to send me scriptures, and then in the flesh, my flesh wanted to say. I know the scriptures. But then there were some smart people, and some of you in here told me how much you loved me. That's right. That's all I needed to hear. That's right. You see what I'm saying? Am I making sense to anything here? And you know what is sad about it? I hope that this is, now this is statistics, only 25% of people in a church get the message, any church. I'm hoping we at least 90. Come on. Amen. But there's one thing about it is you're getting the information. Okay. We're going to turn to 2 Corinthians now. Okay. I'm going to read verse 1, excuse me, chapter 1, verse 6 now, through 11. Now, we're going to that. Now, Jesus goes back in, and he does pull himself together, and he says he's okay, and he's able to go on and do what he has to do. But how many times did it take him? One? Three times. Three times. Don't be hard on yourself that you've got to prepare yourself to deal with some things. You can pray, and you'll get up sometimes. Look at me and you'll feel empty, and you'll feel like it's not working. Don't get down on yourself. Take a deep breath, walk in the kitchen, get a drink of water, and then come back again until you're able to drink the cup that's set before you. Don't let Satan talk to you and put despair on you and get you all down to the point that you think that there's no way out. You're gonna drink it, and you're gonna be okay. You will get through it. It's gonna be bitter, but you'll get through it. Because God, God won't leave you. It's just life. Okay? The Bible says, if we are distressed, it is for your comfort and salvation. If we are comforted, it is for your comfort, which produces in you patient endurance of the same sufferings we suffer. I'm going to tell you, this is, we didn't hear Jesus. Paul talking. Paul saying, hey, We've been going through it, and we made it through it. And the same way we suffered and made it through it, so can you. Sometimes, you've, if you all keep with pastors, Clefo Dollar has done it, and uh, Robert Morris has done it, and uh, David Jeremiah has done it, all those ministry, big-time preachers, every one of them has been through some kind of cancer or something. Yeah. And I can't think of who the other one was. It was last night, we were, or two days ago, three days ago. He had appendix thing. Wasn't it an appendix thing? And he wasn't going to do about it. Somebody, anyway. And if I guess the wife or somebody got him there, and doctors would have told him if it had been two or three hours later, he'd have died. The poison would have been in. Right. So a lot of times we wonder why pastors go through. Who should be the ones going through? That's right. This is what Paul's telling you. He's saying we can stand and give you information. Because we went through it. That's right. We've been through it. That's right. We've been through it. Yeah. And first of all, people say, well, Job's friends would have told us we'd done a sin. Mm. That's what they told him. But he got in there. You read that story, it's unbelievable. It? No. We go through things. Yeah. And we get to see that. We see how those people go through. And the same God that's in them is the same God that's in you. Yeah. That's right. 
All right? The Bible so, says. So what you can say this is, wait a minute. The doctor tells you something. You say, look at pastor. 28 years later, he's still standing. That's right. So who am I going to trust in? Y'all do y'all's gig. And God will do his gig. You understand? That's why I use me all the time. You see? The cancer is something that I couldn't deal with. Stupidity and ignorance had me in the emergency room yesterday. You understand what I'm saying? Now, I put that on myself. We act like this at home, y'all. If people would come into our house, we act like this is how it goes in my house. That's right. I've been putting up with it for 53 years, but God has given me the strength. <laughs> and we laugh. And we've been through things together. That's right. And there's one thing, there's, there's one thing, three things that we have. God, each other, family. And of course, we're at the family. All right, here we go. Again, the Bible tells us in verse 7 that our hope for you is firm. And that's me. Because we know that just as you share in our sufferings, so also you share in our comfort. So the same thing that you prayed for, your pastor, and the victories he's had in his life is the same victories you are going to have in you because we all serve in the same God. That's right. That's right. You see, the challenge for you young couples in here uh, uh, ought to be, wait a minute, Pastor Fields and Sister Gwen's been married 53 years. That's our goal. If they can be married 53 years, we can be married 53 years. That's right. They tell you about the ups and downs that they've been through. They've had the ups and downs, roller coasters, mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally, financially, and they've been through it, and we see them. We can get through it. That's right. They don't bite their tongues. There's, go, there's been some times when Sister Gwen didn't like me. I can't understand that. But there's been some times that we didn't agree, but we wouldn't disagree a bow. And it takes you through it. You got to, there are people that God puts in your life to show you how to go down that dark valley. That's right. You see? And you ought to be grateful for that. Amen. All right? He said, we don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters. And that's me. I don't want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about trouble we experience. I don't want you to be uninformed. We've experienced some troubles as individuals, in our marriage, as a family. But we're on the same team. Some of you are on two different teams. We're on the same team. We got the same captain. All right, keep going. He what? said, we were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure. And this is what I like. Again, we did it with Jesus, and some people said, gee, Paul is telling you here, this is more than he thought he could handle. Has anybody in here went through something they thought was more than they could handle? Amen. Y'all have no idea. Yes, he's telling you here. The Bible lets us know that there are going to be some things, there are going to be some things going to get in your life, and you're going to... This is more than you can. No, you can. You can handle it. That's right. Yeah, you can. With his help. Give me the number I'm on. What? Number nine. Thank you. Uh, he said that so that we despaired of life itself even. Ooh. And then in nine he said, indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. And I tell you, 
There's been some times that you can go through something and you can, it can be medical or whatever it is, and you think that they have sentenced you to death. Part of life. A many a person, I love these stories when doctors is giving up on people and tell them they have so much time and this and that, and them folks just keep right on living. All right? But the Bible says, this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God. It happens sometimes when you got to get out of self and rely on God. Amen. This is too much for me. I can't handle this. I got to stand on God's shoulders. That's right. That's right. God who raises the dead. God who does what? Raises the dead. All right, keep going, please. It says in 10, he's delivered us from such a deadly peril, and he will deliver us again. He has taken, you know, I can, that's my testimony there. He's delivered me from some deadly parables, and then he's delivered me perils again. And I'm hoping that he delivers me again. Amen. Huh? On him, we've set our hope that he will continue to deliver and us. I do, that's with me. And I hope that's with some of you in here. He's going to continue delivering us. Amen. All right? And he said, as you help us by your prayers. There we go. Then many will give thanks on our behalf for the gracious favor granted us in the answer to the prayers of many. You know why I'm standing here? Because some of y'all. I don't know which one you're listening to, but whoever it is, keep listening. Right. Right. Keep praying. And this is what it's about as Roderick and Katrina get ready for prayer. This is what it's all about, folks. Amen. This is what it's all about. That's right. There are going to be some things that you don't want to deal with, but they ain't going no place. You got to deal with them. We don't run in this church. We stand our ground in this church. 